0: Hello, hello, and welcome to the Rock Metal Podcast. I am your host, John Harris, my dead legs, who I've got on the show with me right now. They've got an EP called New Language, which released via Sharp Tone Records in May. Right now, I'm being joined by Sumner to share some stories about the music and share more info about what the Dead Lakes have got going on. So, Sumner, welcome to the
1: show. Hey, thank you so much, John. Seriously, we really appreciate uh, you having us on here. This is awesome.
0: Absolutely, you could say it's a bit of paradise. To one
1: hundred percent, one hundred percent. We need a little bit of some more like this with everything going on right now. So these are these are my little vacations doing these cool awesome like podcasts and stuff so thank you for having
0: us Absolutely great to have you on. And I remember when I first got the announcement from uh, Emma. Emma sent me the yeah. the announcement saying, "Hey, you guys are signed to Sharp Tone Records." So, number one, congratulations on that.
1: Thank you, thank you so much. Yeah, that's a kind of like a childhood dream coming true. So we're we're pumped up.
0: Yeah, perfect. And then obviously announcing, you know, the EP "New Language," and at the time it was just the one single close to me, and I thought this is super cool stuff. I'm gonna keep a note on these guys, and then uh, the next single came paradise and the next single after that came and i thought i need to get these guys on the show now (laughs) because i really dig what they're doing
1: yes that's awesome thank you so much for saying that seriously we uh we took a big step with this record and we genuinely like even though we took all of our precautions you know we went to eric ron who obviously has a great track record and stuff uh we were still nervous about what the reception would be like um especially because this is our first time like really having a real like Decent-sized audience listening to our music for the first time, so it's uh, it was definitely nerve-wracking. So I appreciate you saying that. Yeah,
0: absolutely. Well, Paradise, which is top of the spot on Spotify, it's explosive, it's anthemic. Yeah, everything that I think, everything I think, Paradise should be. But there's something really quite emotive, nostalgic, maybe even slightly wistful about the track. So I'm curious when it comes to the track title Paradise, is it maybe not so? paradisiacal yeah i think that's uh, absolutely
1: fair um yeah the song is really about um uh basically you know i think everybody has anxieties and self-doubt and go through things in life that create you know little pockets of that and it affects like how they feel about themselves or how and, and honestly how they make decisions and how they let people close or don't let people close and uh paradise was just about a time i was going through when i was feeling a lot of self-doubt and not really um believing even my friends about you know um the things that they would say that would try to bring me up and stuff like that and um so yeah that song's just kind of about explaining to the people close to me what i was going through during that time and how you know they make it feel like paradise my actual life is is very much like paradise and it's just kind of a perspective thing and um yeah, just kind of battling with that stuff and coming out on the other side of it. So,
0: wow. Yeah. I mean, that's an incredible topic and an incredibly deep talk topic. I'm curious if you wouldn't mind diving a little bit deeper into that because, you know, anybody listening in who might also have similar feelings, how did you power through that?
1: Yeah, that's actually a very fair question. Um, and there's, I definitely have, it's been little steps along the way of, of healing. I think. Um, honestly the biggest step that I've really taken recently I haven't gotten a chance to actually talk about this so I'm really excited but um, I don't know I recently let those people that like paradise is about you know um, I've let them in and trusted been able to trust them I feel like throughout my life you know people come and go and that goes for everybody I feel like Um, but I've lost plenty of friend groups along the way and and my life has been very transient and and isolated and alone you know uh, at points so trusting people and letting people in is is tough, but, um, you know, really feeling confident to make that decision and be willing to take on the hurt that can come from trusting people or allowing them to have that power over you to be able to hurt you and just trusting that that their nature isn't to do that. Um, I had to get over that. And, uh, luckily that's how I powered through it. I had really supportive people around me that I was able to trust in and know that they'll be here for the long haul. And, um, yeah, that's basically it. You know, just it's it is, and it's it's such a process. And you know, I for if anybody's listening that is going through anything like that, they should know that it, there's no right or wrong way to process your, you know, those emotions and to deal with traumas and and your past and stuff like that. Um, so give yourself a little forgiveness there. It's not uh, going to happen overnight. And I'm still growing too. So I like writing about that stuff just so you know people can relate to that. I feel like.
0: Yeah, and I think the key word there is give yourself the forgiveness and... Uh, I think sometimes struggling with what does forgiveness mean or to mean to me yeah. and, you know, how to transcend through even just that one word right there. 100%.
1: Yeah. It's it's tough. You know, um, we have, especially when we, when we have all of our thoughts in our head and we think we have it figured out or, you know, we've spent too much time isolated with certain thoughts. We kind of create the narrative for ourselves and, and don't allow ourselves forgiveness to, um, Yeah to be able to to process that we're we're very hard on ourselves you know because of everything that we've been through you know as human beings and that's okay and but yeah forgiveness is just allowing yourself to know like that you know maybe today wasn't a a step forward but you're going to give yourself a chance tomorrow you're not going to let it snowball you know anymore if that makes sense
0: Sure does reminds me yeah. of what about Bob not what is it called what about Bob anyway Bill Murray yeah. movie <laughs> baby steps yeah. <laughs> yeah,
1: exactly, exactly. That's all it is, yeah. Beautiful. That's funny.
0: <laughs> now, if you dug the track Paradise, you want to check out the music video, you may do so by going to today's show notes at ca. Now, speaking of more bouts of hope, or at least I hope, let's go ahead and listen <laughs> to the next track, SMS Happiness. Yeah, it's my favorite. SMS Happiness, which is the latest single, and something we were chatting about uh, somewhere during the pre-roll was it's a different animal it's a different beast um and something that you had just mentioned you know in the introduction to to playing this song is that it's your favorite track so let's start there why is this your favorite track Sumner?
1: yeah it's my favorite track um when we wrote it um it was for a side project of mine and max uh my roommate who's also our guitarist we we do a lot of the skeletons for dead lakes and Uh, We just wanted to learn more about production, so we started a little side project that's R&B based. Uh, We haven't released any tracks yet because the first track we wrote was SMS Happiness, and uh, our manager got a hold of it and we turned it into a Deadlake song. But the reason why it's my favorite is just because um, I I guess I didn't feel like I had to appease anybody, or I wasn't writing it to I don't know fit a mold that people would be happy with. I was just it was a side project just for fun. So like during the creative process there's no bars held, you know, we were doing whatever we wanted to do. And, um, and lyrically the same way. Like, I didn't feel I had to talk in a certain way or say things in a certain way to make people not say like, I don't know. It's, it's funny. If you look online, SMS definitely gets the most, the most hate, but it's also definitely gotten a lot of like the most love as well. And I think it just speaks to like, how uh how wild the track is comparatively to the rest um and i just feel like it really encompasses what we're trying to do in the future as well um but yeah i I love the the lyrical side of the track and the instrumental side of the track so much
0: yeah i mean something that you mentioned there as well something i was going to ask you know since it's it wasn't intended essentially what we'll call you know not necessarily for the airwaves but at least for dead lakes is what was it like creating something that basically you had no I don't even want to call it handcuffs. Right. But yeah, no, that's yeah.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, it was like the most freeing feeling. And that's kind of why we started that side project anyways, that we we almost felt like uh, at a certain point in Dead Lakes that we had to separate two passions of ours or two sides of us that 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 we've realized we didn't have to. And that's how it became a Dead Lakes song is, you know, uh, just the the I don't know how to explain it, but I guess basically just again feeling like you you know there's a certain demographic or a certain personality type that we have to appease by writing writing songs, and it just feels great to be able to uh just be able to freely create. I feel like we took a lot of steps in doing that, and honestly, that was one of the last tracks we really wrote for the record, and I feel like um we've just grown so much in our songwriting since then, like l p one will be very um very different you know very different than even this EP and that's thanks to uh, taking a little step of faith in releasing SMS basically as a dead lakes track
0: mm-hmm I, I guess another question that I have Sumner is you mentioned turning it into a dead Lakes track and and that sounds like it's still evolving uh, as you would just mentioned the you know yeah the, mentioned the long play and how the long play is gonna evolve further from there so I guess my my question is at least maybe in this particular point in time and space, what goes into crafting a track to become a deadlakes track? How did SMS happiness become a Deadlines track?
1: Yeah. So our manager got, um, so, (laughs) okay, this is a wild story. Whatever. We'll, we'll go the full, we'll go the full (laughs) approach. I'm going to give it all to you. So, and it's a little long winded, so I'll try to make it a little quick, but basically I was on a tour working merch for, um, thousand below while they were on the road with dance, Kevin, dance, Don Broco covet and hail the sun. um, and we had recently gone on a tour with Thousand Below, so that's how I became friends with those guys. And uh, I showed them um, the Night Project version, which is our side project name. Um, I showed them that version of the song, and they were just like Jimmy, their vocalist, was basically like pressuring me every like every other day, just like making like jokes that he was serious about. Like, we're not going to take you guys out on tour if you don't uh, make that into a Dead Lakes track, and a bunch of a bunch of stuff like that. Um, and we shared the same we sh- shared the same manager at the time. Um, so basically, uh, he found out that we had the track um, Jason, and we sent Jason the track, and he liked it. So we turned it into a Deadlake song, and uh, we honestly didn't touch it until we even got into the studio with Eric Ron. Those were the first changes we were really making to the song um, from the original version, and that's why I think so much of the original kind of stuck, which is kind of nice. Um, but yeah, we went to the studio, and we just figured out how we wanted to add that rock element because at the end of the day, like we, we never want dead lakes to not have rock involvement. That's what we've always been. And that's like, I don't know. It's definitely like, I think that's the main foundational piece that'll, that'll always remain. Is like, we want to incorporate that rock band vibe and the rock aesthetic because we grew up in it, um, did DIY tours for years and it's definitely a part of our identity, but, um, none of us really listen to, um, bands in the scene as much anymore and a lot of us listen to a lot poppier and hip-hop and r&b inspired stuff so we're just trying to make sure that we're staying true to both of those things keeping that rock image and also um incorporating this the stuff we like listening to today yeah and uh, sms is kind of that that creation there <laughs>
0: Yeah, absolutely. Now, if you dug these tracks Paradise and SMS Happiness, then you'll be super excited to know that there is an EP called New Language, which released via Sharp Tone Records in May. Now, I guess my my big honking question here, Sumner, is take us through New Language. What went into crafting this EP? What should we expect uh, when we pick up the rest of the EP?
1: Yeah, um, I think that the the two tracks that... W- um, weren't released as singles Really are kind of I don't know, you listen to a record of your favorite band And sometimes it's like the other tracks That really stand out to you Or really like are the glue For the singles um, And so I think that you'll find that with the other two tracks That didn't come out as singles But um, I guess my point behind that is is That like New Language, the title track Really encompasses All of the feelings and emotions of the other four tracks Into kind of one Message and that's why it's the title track Um, and basically the EP is just all about, you know, not letting societal standards tell you how to feel about yourself or, um, if you're successful or not, and really finding out what happiness means to you. It's like such an individual experience and finding out what makes you happy, finding out what, you know, what makes you feel like a good person at the end of the day and and that you've grown or had growth. Um, so new language is literally creating like a new language for yourself and creating a new set of standards that, um. Make you feel like the best you that you can be, um, and I feel like uh, you, you get like the sassiness on on the title track, and uh, and then "No Gods, No Masters" is a really um, deep track for me. It's uh, about a really personal experience I was going through um, when I was kind of growing into my own person, when I was getting out of high school and getting out of my first long term relationship. Um, I think that song might actually be the only song that even really is about. Uh, a love relationship on the record which is funny because a lot of people take a lot of the lyrics from the record and feel that way about it which is kind of the intention um but anyways no gods no masters is just about a time in my life where um i was trying to reach out to my father during a time that uh i was going through a a rough breakup and i was feeling very low and I, i wasn't fully myself yet or comfortable with myself and i had suicidal thoughts and, and those sorts of things. And I, I felt like I was looking for something from my dad that he wasn't necessarily giving me because uh, his the thing that pulled him out of low spots was looking towards God and, and praying to God and, and stuff like that. And I really tried that route and it just didn't work for me. So I guess the song is just really about um, how it didn't work out for me. Like his, his viewpoint, I really just wanted like the relationship aspect with, with my dad during that time. Um, instead of like the, the push off of just pushing me to, uh, you know, deal with these things with, with God or, um, to really find solace in that. And I know his heart was in the right place, but, uh, for me that was actually like a very negative thing. in the fact that, uh, I wasn't able to properly, deal with those emotions at that time um so yeah so basically i guess the point is you can expect a lot of deep emotional things on the (laughs) record but uh yeah because i just dove deep there i've never told that story to anybody but uh but yeah um really i just think that there is a lot of personal true like raw emotion on the record um but at the end of the day like i'm in a really happy positive place now and i just really hope you get that that's why the imagery is all neon and and bright is because at the end of the day, like I am sitting where I am now, I'm happy with my life and things are on an upward trajectory. And I I don't want people to get the wrong, the wrong notions of, of what the emotions on the track really mean, It, it, it all comes, to a positive conclusion in, in my opinion. So yeah, so there's a lot to the record and I, I hope you check it out because <laughs> you, yeah, you just heard, you just heard it all. So.
0: <laughs> wow. Well, I think you, you stress something incredibly important there. And I, in the beginning of the interview, we touched on the word forgiveness and I really wanted to latch onto that word because, um, it is uh, th- the portal through which you one can transcend into the other side and there are many different ways to achieve that result and you know for your dad it was a uh, structural religious uh, yeah. way of doing it and for you not so much and um as long as you're able to find that transcendence through forgiveness you'll you'll get there and for anybody listening in who's, you know, struggling with even a similar type of situation, uh, that that just a big part of it is. Um, I recently read a bi- yeah,
1: that, yeah the, that forgiveness aspect. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I just recently read a biography from somebody who was saying that their mom was asking to be taken to a therapist to get help for her depression, and their father's response was, "Well, just you don't need a therapist; you need to pray." And it's like, well, you know. <laughs> Maybe that doesn't work for everybody.
1: (laughs) Exactly. And I I think that's like I think that's the danger in it. Like I think that um, and and I I don't want to push anybody away, obviously, Um, and and because, again, this isn't like a war on uh, religion or anything like that. But I do think it's like a topic worth having a conversation over to say, is it really healthy to tell somebody something in that sort of circumstance. Like, yeah, if they're asking for, for help during that time and they're, they're thinking they might want to see a therapist and you tell them to talk to God, I don't, I, I don't know. Um, but personally, I think that, uh, you know, you can recommend what you have, but I think maybe both together could be a good thing for that individual. Personally, I, I, religion isn't really my thing. I, I don't find substance for myself there. And, um, and, yeah, so I just think it's, like, it's slightly dangerous and, uh, to, to tell people that because I think that's where, um, you know, sometimes suicides can happen. If they don't hear a voice on the other side, like, helping them work through their problems, um, you know, they're, they're just going to keep dealing with them and think they're doing something wrong with the praying thing, you know what I mean? Um, so, yeah, it's a <laughs> definitely, obviously, every, every like I've said before, every instance is such an individual experience. But, uh, but yeah, my personal opinion is, is that's just – it's so dangerous. Um it's just so dangerous uh, to to tell people to talk to something that you know. So, sometimes you, you don't really hear something on the other end of the line. You know,
0: your tin yep. your tin <laughs> can phone system didn't work. Oh, okay. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Thank Weird. You. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think I think you stressed on something important. Was you know, it's not a war on it. Well, no, it's just that is a pathway that works for some people it's a pathway that doesn't work for others and
1: exactly yeah
0: it's dangerous to suggest that whatever pathway works for you needs to be exactly needs to be the law for everybody else
1: and that yep and that's the whole that's my whole point with with all the ways that i feel about the societal structures that we live in you know like i feel like we are kind of shown a, a general way of living um a general way of finding entertainment, a general way of like you, what you're, I don't know, everybody's kind of led to these certain things to fulfill everything in life. And it's, we, sometimes we don't question it enough. And, um, I think that's why people get depressed in a society like this because they don't feel represented, I guess, by what their true nature makes them happy or what, where they find solace or whatever, whatever the case may be. But yeah, just, it's dangerous, uh, assuming that what works for one person works for everybody. It's, we're, we're all such complicated individuals and i again the word individual i think is just so important yeah
0: hallelujah hallelujah (laughs) (laughs) beautiful all right well sumner normally we'd be chatting about tours and shows but that's on hold for some time so um basically unless there's anything else that you wanted to chat about anything that i missed anything that's news aside from that i just wanted to thank you for coming on to the capital podcast
1: Yo, thank you seriously so much for having us John. Like it's awesome. I, I I love doing this stuff. It's so much fun just getting to talk to people and um yeah, I'm really like thankful that you had us on and uh we yeah, we don't know what we're doing tour wise. We haven't toured in almost 2 years and we are itching because we used to tour every 3 months. So, um we're excited to get back out there and if anybody's listening and uh please check out the EP uh, and tell a friend about it. We're still such like a young small band and we just really appreciate the support. And I just think it's cool if you somehow made it to the end of this listening to me talk to John. So <laughs> thank you. I appreciate you.